Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Podcast Daily. It is a Wednesday. It is halfway to Ohio State and Toledo. I don't know if that's actually right. That's not how weeks work, but who cares? Well, math isn't our strong It's an odd number. It it doesn't matter. Midway through the work week? How about we'll settle for that? That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. We are outside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for our new tradition, which is a stock report. So, Bill, you're first. Great. Whose stock is rising after the first two weeks of the season? Hmm. Wait, Who should wait, I? Wait, wait, wait. Are you guys doing the first two weeks of the season or from last week to this week? Because last week you guys did a stock report. It's like well, total. you weren't on it, so yours is for the first two weeks. Oh, man. Bill, you just get to do Arkansas State. Sorry. The sure. Game, the game just changed. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'll I'll take the most obvious one. You son of a gun. Well, no, I guess there are two obvious ones. I'll leave. I'll leave your other no, man. no. You I'll take leave, who you want. No, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. You're Ma- the gonna, new guy here, Bill. I'm gonna Just take Marv. In. I'm gonna take Marv. Marv. Yeah, Marv? Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, three tutties against Arkansas State, and it's. It was less about the production. Well, it was very much about the production, but. For me, the thing I like the most is just the, the connection between he and, and CJ looked really good after it looked kind of okay the week before. And, and maybe you felt it building toward the end of that Notre Dame game. But, man, like the the deep ball touchdowns are one thing. His ability to work in the middle of the field, I think, is another. Um, his route running, I thought, was a little cleaner in the Arkansas State game. And, like, good luck to anyone who wants to try to cover that dude single coverage the way that Arkansas State was for the majority of that game because I think it's going to end poorly for you more often more often than not so uh, it was nice to see I think the full complement of Marvin's skill set in that game and I think he only continues building from here why don't you go okay are we we just going to all say Caden Curry at some point yeah yeah probably you can start with him that's fine I'm actually going to say that I think G. Scott acquitted himself well on Saturday Mm. and if we're talking about stock that's on the rise, I think the arrow is pointing in the right direction for him. And it's been a long, uh, difficult journey to get to that point. There were certain, there've certainly been times, especially in this offseason and going all the way back to November, not being around to play in the game and that rivalry loss that I would have said, maybe that arrow is never going to point up for G. Scott at Ohio State. But he's battled through that, uh, had a little bit of a setback even in the spring. Some of it's been physical, some of it's been mental, some of it, um, you know, has just been the position move. But I think he's on the other side of that at this point for Ohio State. You know, I know that uh, Ohio State and Kevin Wilson wanted to get him football on Saturday. Uh, A couple times didn't really work out the way that they might have planned. But that block, uh, Bill wrote about it in his second watch and talked about it on Saturday as well, kicking out to spring Travion Henderson on that touchdown run. If he's able to hand up sturdily hold up sturdily Sturdily. I I wanted to get there right it's a tricky word I don't want to make them up like you (laughs) Um, that's a good sign that he can continue to be involved because you know that the passing skills the receiving ball skills are going to be there for him but if he's got that part down that seems like a good sign so the arrow ticking in the right direction for G-Scott yeah uh, my first choice because that's how we're going to operate here on the podcast daily for Wednesday uh, September 14th is this uh, Cody Simon, who I brought up on Monday, as far as the um, you know my my Buckeye leaf for, for uh, the week two game against Arkansas State, and I just think that hearing Jim Knowles talk about him on Tuesday, you start to get a little sense that this what we thought was going to be a pretty solid two man starting rotation at linebacker now maybe looks to be a third guy because Cody is is healthy. Uh, he's a player and person that has always been a leader here, as far as just the way he operates and handles himself in the locker room. 
he's a guy that I've said is going to be president or co or co co president. Co president. Yeah, president. <laughs> he's not going to be vice president. Never had one of those. Yeah, but listen, America. The rules are if changing. If you want your first co president, the rules are changing. We know that uh, he's a guy who could be a co president. <laughs> I think that Cody Simon and Court Williams will be co presidents of the United States <laughs> at some point. Um, however, <laughs> Cody Simon is co linebacker now. And uh, he, he played a whole heck of a lot better co-D. Co-D. Uh, he's like the co-D linebacker at this point. And I thought he played really well on Saturday. I like the, the movement up the depth chart. And again, this may just be a case of a guy being healthy and playing in a defense that actually wants to highlight linebacker play. <laughs> we are killing it so far. Just Smooth, yeah. smooth execution. Like it's great. Smooth. It's great. It was really good. Yeah, um, Jack Sawyer, I think, is one that that I would want to mention. His his first game against Notre Dame is his role was a lot of the Jack position stuff, which is more of a run stopping mechanism, I think, than maybe some people realize. And and I think he did a good job in that game. It wasn't much of a game for him to get after the passer. Last Saturday was. I think he finished with five pressures. Didn't have a sack. He would have had one. He slipped. And and in that, on that play in there particular, there was a lot of slipping on the there field was a lot on of Saturday. Slipping. Sorry hmm. for the interruption, but hmm. I don't think your new field is very good, Ohio State. Stock down, down on the turf, turf for sure. Uh, on that play where Jack slipped and and like hit the quarterback but didn't get the sack, he got off the ball really quick. It was like one of those things where you you freeze you freeze the picture as soon as the ball snapped, and no one's moving except for Jack. And like the Boses used to do that, and Chase Young used to do that, so that was cool to see. But on top of that, he he got off the ball really quickly, and then he hit the guy with his inside arm and knocked the tackle back. And and I think kind of converting that speed to power is the thing you want to see from a guy like Jack, who I think was much more about speed last year and wanted to add that power to his game. And I, it was it was cool to see him kind of put it on the field on Saturday. Are you suggesting he's a baby Bosa? I'm just for now. I'm just going to say he's Jack Sawyer. We'll Did see what he happens. get one of the. Offsides, or did he have two of them? I think he had one of them. I'm just wondering if that first step, because the one that he got, he was way offside. So <laughs> I'm just wondering if they're trying to anticipate that snap count a little bit. Yeah, well, Arkansas State did change their snap count in the second or late in the second half, and that threw a few guys off. Your turn. Uh, I mean, it has to be Josh Proctor, especially the way he was not playing the week before, and that didn't start off his. Uh, second senior year the way that anybody envisioned. I, I've mentioned it several times. I gave him uh, a Buckeye leaf at Roosters on Monday, but I, I think it's significant what we're talking about here, that things could have gone a very different way. NFL scouts were watching that. Perry Eliano, Jim Knowles, Ryan Day, they all wanted to see how he would respond to week one, and he did that as a professional. I think that that is going to pay off huge dividends for everybody involved, especially because you know that Nathan Ransom is right there to, to support a defense that is fueled in the back end by guys who play that position. So, yeah. What's another way to say that? Something easier? There's got to be something like... Yeah, something like snappy or catchy. Something that's catchy, you know? Yeah. Like a, maybe a little alliterative? I'll, I'll think about it. So All right, uh, we'll get there eventually. Wait, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Wait a minute. It's a safety-driven... There you defense. go. That sounds I'm right. I'm sorry. That's right. Drink America. That's right. Josh Brockett. I'm going to pick another safety. Cam Martinez. Uh, he had one... Fairly bad play in the first half as a fourth and one coming up from safety. He tried. What to, did he say about it? Huh? Did you check in? I didn't check in because no. that's not my job. That's your oh. job, team guy. 
Um, so he I was off limits. No, Cam, Cam tried to jump it a little bit inside. He tried to cut off the edge and rather than just extending the play to the sideline. And I think that he saw thing. I think sometimes kids that are that quick, like they think I'm going to get there no matter what. And you don't realize sometimes that the guys you're playing against are also pretty damn quick. Um, and on that particular play, the fourth and one in the first half for Arkansas State, Cam just had to contain the edge and, and let other guys catch up, and he didn't. However, second half, he played a lot better football defensively. He played a lot of snaps on defense, obviously had the issue with the uh, punt return, and he acknowledged that was his fault uh, on that one he did, you know, we did talk about mm. briefly, mm. and that's he said, you know, he didn't realize that J.K. Johnson was out there when he called the fair catch, and, and that's something that, you know, you're learning. But this is the problem when you don't put a guy out there to do this more often, uh, and then you just throw him back there when the game is over and it doesn't matter. I think sometimes the mindset gets a little cloudy. I'm not making excuses. I'm well, just saying. Perm hasn't been on for Wednesday in a couple of weeks. He has not. He doesn't know that you're supposed to mention at Parker Fleming underscore. Uh, I'm not going to do that because I think at, at this point, I think. That's the, a rule But the Wednesdays on the podcast. But the rebuke from at Parker Fleming underscore <laughs> would be fairly stern this week, I think, to people uh, who'd say, well, I did, but. Well, give him the So chance. I think you need to let him get out there when it's when the game's not over pretty much. And uh, But I really like what I saw in, out of Cam, and I think that it's. We talked about this on Monday at Roosters. The opportunity to have other guys step up and push the the, the clear-cut starters is so important. And for a guy like Tanner McAllister, who people are are going to always just assume is the, the starter there because of his experience in this defense, to have Cam get out there and make some big plays. And I'm telling you, you see the, the instincts, though, that he didn't have playing defensive back a year ago. He really seems to have a pretty good grasp of where things are going. There was one play that I was re-watching with Bill on Monday. Like he probably ran 40 yards, 50 yards back and forth between the line, you know, pre-snap, and then saw where the ball was going and immediately, like like a bullet. Uh, they should name a position. Oh, oh that's Ohio State. like a bullet. Uh, it, it was really, really uh, encouraging to see because, again, this is a kid that played offense in high school. It's not someone that has spent a lot of time in the defensive backfield, and they're going to need him to be a starter next year. And, you know, I, I think it's good to keep pushing for that this year. Who uh, has a chance to turn that arrow up on Saturday. Though. Oh, well, now we're looking ahead? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, we can't just look back. That game's over. Oh, okay. Now I, it's time to shift. Shift That's forward. We're in the middle of the week. This is the transition point hmm. to get ready more, more for Toledo. I see. And the opportunity. How much do you guys think Julian Fleming is going to play on Saturday? I, think he's, well, I guess this. Do you think he's going to play? I think he needs to play. I think he needs to play. Do you think he's going to play? Because I, I want to say him. I, I'm going to say I think he's going to play. I'm a little more skeptical about. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is closer to full strength yeah. than Julian Flynn. It doesn't mean that I don't think he's going to give it a go and see where he is. I think that will probably happen, but I don't think he's going to play uh, a very large amount. I guess I'll say I'll, I'll say Julian with an asterisk then to to account for that. I think he needs to get on the field. Um, like Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harris Jr. played really well without those guys on on the field and. As much as they want to rotate and get guys in, like I think at a certain point things start to become established. And if I'm Julian Fleming, like I want to get out there and remind people what I'm capable of. And you know, I asked CJ Stroud about what Julian can do when, when he's out there. And the one thing that he mentioned was was Julian's size and his physicality. And they're doing some stuff in the run game now where they're asking those receivers to do a little bit of blocking. I think Julian can do that. Um, and then also, you know, maybe get a couple explosive plays as a receiver too. So um, I myself am a little skeptical of how much I think he'll get on the field. But let's assume for now that he does, and I think if, if that does happen, he's got a chance to help himself a little bit. There was a, we've talked a lot about J.K. Johnson with a strong camp and 
Jordan Hancock once he gets healthy, but I think that the arrow will start pointing back up for Denzel Burke this week. And I wouldn't have maybe felt that way Saturday or Sunday or Monday, but then just to get out into the woody on a Tuesday and see, we knew that Marvin Harrison was going to be out there. That's Andre Stockdale. Stockdale, their normal Tuesday routine, but Denzel Burke just happened to catch him popping out there before practice, walked out to the outdoor practice fields and was doing some drops and working on his footwork by himself uh, and, you know, an hour and a half before practice. And it's a small thing. Maybe, maybe it fixes it. Maybe it doesn't. But I think that sometimes these wake up calls happen. I don't, I've never thought that Denzel Burke was going to magically lose the ability to do the things he did a year ago. And the health is part of it. You know, maybe the NIL is too. I don't know. Only he can answer that. But whatever, whatever it's all cooked into one thing, he's not played to the level that he expects or Ohio State expects. And just seeing that extra work is significant. So I think he's got a chance now to start flipping that script around. Yeah, uh, I think that sometimes, especially for young players, just having the mental maturity say, I'm, I need to get better is a big first step. And I'm not saying that he's down on himself, but I think it's clear that, again, being the first defensive player out here on Tuesday afternoon, where we are pre-recording Wednesday mornings, the podcast oh, daily, folks. Geez. Just so you know, this is not being recorded Sausage live being made. at wow. 5, 5 a.m. or so on Wednesday. This is actually done on Tuesday. This is the magic <laughs> of the internet and technology. Just pulling the curtain yeah. back. Woof, America, look at this. Uh, but here's here's the... Uh, <laughs> That's not what we are talking my about. Guy, who, my guy for Saturday? You yeah. want my pick for Saturday? Yeah, this is gonna don't sound pick cra- a Toledo player. It's going to sound crazy. <laughs> Dallas Gant? Are you guys gonna, this may sound crazy to you guys, but I'm going to do it anyway. The difference between what Travion Henderson does and what Mayan Williams does looks small to us, I think, sometimes, because they're both playing fairly well. Against a team like Toledo, who's going to bring some good athletes, I think you're going to need to see Travion Henderson kick it up a notch. And so I think we're going to see a monster day from Travion Henderson, and so that is why I think his stock is going to go up because while all these guys are going to say, hey, I like splitting reps, I don't mind, hey, it's cool, whatever's best for the team, you still want the football, and I think that he needs to put himself in a position to reestablish that he is the the best running back in that room, and I think that he'll do it on Saturday. I Travion on Saturday. I'll drill down on that on Friday's bowl prediction. Yeah, that was Ooh, a bowl prediction. Like that. I, I, I don't know. Bill, what did you think? I it looked at times to me on Saturday and especially live that there was a little bit of the Mike Weber, J.K. Dobbins situation brewing for him. He had a good game. He ran hard. I just thought there were maybe two or three times where it was like, maybe he wants to hit a home run more than he should. Yeah, I, maybe for both of them, I, w- I would say. They had, um, I think it was four negative runs in that game, and I would say that two of them were because felt to me like the backs were or were trying to make something or make a little too much out of something like the blocks were there and instead of sort of reading that they just try to bounce it outside and, and that, you know that's where the home runs come from so maybe I, I don't know I, I I can't say it was the first thing I thought of I, that's I still think the danger okay. though and that's what you have to guard against as if you're Tony Alford there's so many aircraft Around Ohio State, it's actually kind of it's a crazy. happening place. That's a spy. That's a Toledo spy. Can I get a ride home? <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, Trayvon Henderson, I think, is a guy that I, I'd like to see him take a, a step up and play a dominant game at running back. And that's what I think is going to happen. The last time they played a MAC team, he did run for a billion yards. So this might still be running. Yeah. That clock hadn't expired. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a stock watch. 
that is a Wednesday version of the podcast daily. Uh, hope you all enjoyed it. We're going to have two more before kickoff on Saturday. Not two more stock watchers. Two more the podcast daily. Uh, it's all okay. stock watch from here on out. Yeah, sorry. All stock watch <laughs> all, all the time. Completely rebranded. Just decided right now. Uh, hope you like that too. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll see you on Thursday. That's Bill and Burr. I'm Austin. We'll see you then.